Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Munro. Welcome to episode 210. Uh, on this episode, we'll be talking about a Saturday night in Verona where Hellas Verona made it two wins out of two and they're opening two games of the Serie A season after they defeated AS Roma 2-1. We'll briefly talk about Romelu Lukaku and uh, maybe delve into a little bit of a, an Iranian striker that has joined AS Roma. Uh, with me tonight, I have two guests. I have the returning Imran. How are we? It's been a while. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it's been a while. It's good to be back. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> well, you've come in at, um, I would say, a delicate situation at the start of the season, but yeah, it's, it's not been a great start. I think I always do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also we got Joey. How are you, Joey? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm a good, I'm all good. Um, as I said to you off, off pod, guys, nothing brings you back down to earth. With a Roma defeat on Saturday night. I was at a game this weekend. My team won 6 0. I was walking like Vince McMahon out the stadium, had the strut going, looking forward to watching Roma. Four hours and 50 minutes later, I felt my weekend is ruined. I say four hours, 50 minutes, it's probably five hours of all the added time added on. I reckon there was probably even more added on. But Nothing nothing brings you back down to earth with a Roma defeat, does it? Yeah, I mean, it definitely brings you back down to earth. But, I mean, our expectations, I don't think, are as high as last season. So everyone kind of expects us to have some rough patches. They just didn't expect us to have it this early. No, no. There's well, Both Roman teams have had shocking starts to the season. My mood was brought up when I watched the last 10 minutes or 15 minutes, including stoppage time of last night's game, where Genoa defended with a back six, I think, at times against uh, Lazio. But I think it's been a strange start to the season for some clubs. Imran, I'll start with you. With all the big guns back, 3-5-2, um, Paredes in for Awar, uh, Dybala back, Pellegrini back. Were you thinking of something that could happen in Ver- in Verona and then Rui, Rui Patricio happened when where he's conceded? Before, I tweeted this out. It, the first three goals he conceded in Serie A this season was from four shots on target. It's a bit worrying, but it's such a poor performance, wasn't it, on um, on Saturday? It was, it was indeed, and I think the worst thing was that uh, we had Pellegrini and Dybala back, two of our, you know, strongest and most consistent players when it terms in terms of uh, uh, reliance. You, these are players you should be able to rely on, and um, despite that, we were unable to do anything. And I think <laughs> uh, I'm not the only one who would say that they were probably. Uh, along with Rui Patricio, the players that had, you know, really bad game. Uh, and um, I think if you, the worst thing was that you conceded through that hauler really early on. Uh, from that on, from there on, you really had to, you know, chase throughout the game, which gave 
Verona the ideal situation there where they could lay back and punish us on counterattacks, and that's exactly what they did on injury time of first half. So uh, it was a poor perfor- it was a poor performance. It was uh, we raised the standard in the second half, but we, to be honest, we we were never really. Uh, clo- we were close. I mean, we hit the bar twice, but in terms of dominance, uh, I don't think uh, I, w- I don't think we were convincing enough. Yeah, there was two tactical. Well, it was one tactical change. So we, it was the three-five-two to the four-three-three in the second half. I thought the four-three-three it looked a lot better. Um, Cristante further forward was just a disaster to happen. Um, it was just horrible to watch his performance in the first half. But Joey, what were your thoughts on, on the performance in Verona? Uh, I echo most of what Imran says. I, I don't think they performed as well as they should, and ultimately it cost them the game. I mean, it starts early with probably the worst performer on the pitch, was for me, was Patricio, and that's just a worrying sign now. It's up to three goals, uh, sorry, four. Uh, four goals on five shots, I believe. I think it's yeah, and six the shots one or, shot. Is it eight shots on goal? I think six? it is. Or I saw well on target. Oh, on target. Oh, okay. Yeah, got you. Yeah, the only one he saved was the one he actually spilled for the rebound, which uh, Duda Ooh, scored. Yeah. So which ended in the goal, and that that's been a big problem. And then you know, chasing a game, no matter what the team is, is always difficult, especially doing it right from the start. And he put us in a bad position. Um, there are, are big players, including Dybala and Pellegrini, did not show up. Cristante, too, which he had a bad game. And then he didn't get subbed when I think he should have over Paredes. I know there was a mistake on a ca- counterattack by Paredes, but you can even fault Smalling as well. He he pulled up, kind of like looked like he was trying to get him to get offside, but it was in our it was in their half. So there was certainly a mistake there. And down 2-0 is always hard to come back. The only positive I would say is Roma have tried, if it doesn't work, have tried to be a little more aggressive, build with the ball better, and ultimately it's not working. I know people were complaining last season about sitting low block, sitting deep, parking, but you know what? We're trying to be a little more aggressive and play with the ball at our feet, and defensively we're just a mess. So we need to find a right balance. And unfortunately, it didn't come that game against Verona, which is ultimately disappointing. So I've just looked at it. It is Rui Patricio has conceded four goals from five shots on target. Yeah, the the one he saved, Scott, is the one he gave up. Yeah, Yeah. was the one he gave up for the rebound. So it's essentially... It's, I mean, it's a save, but it's a mistake. Well, the worrying thing is what you sent me sat yesterday made me shudder. Roma were looking maybe to look for a goalkeeper. And this made me shudder even more. It's Hugo Lloris. What was your yes, thoughts so on that? <laughs> that's, it would be the same problem. He's just as washed as Prodigio is, and he's an aging goalkeeper. I don't think it will happen, but... It's a it's a rumor that that went around, but it makes no sense to get someone like uh, like Larice. And I unfortunately think they're stuck with Patricio at least until January. 
There's a name that pops to my head. I don't know if you two would agree with it. I don't know if he's gone out on loan again. Uh, he starred well for a team last season who got relegated. Um, Karnaseki, would he be a good shout? For sure. is He costs a lot is the problem. Yeah, and he comes from Atalanta, remember. Mm. Look how much problems we had with Zapata. So you can imagine Karnaseki. Yeah, uh, yeah. If I speak, I'm in trouble um, about Atalanta and their transfer policy. Oh yeah, Zapata's not for sale. Oh yeah, but we'll sell him to Fulham in the Premier League, who are looking for a striker to replace Mitrovic. Um, Imran, was there any standouts for you in the second half? For me, Hussam Awa is now has to be a starter. Would you agree with that? Well, he he was uh, he was very lively, and he scored uh, the consolation goal. Uh, I think he tried a lot, but you can see that this team and this is one of the cons of signing players so late because they don't really get into the rhythm. Uh, you had uh, Paredes started he tried a lot but the the team the midfield if you look at uh, the defense and midfield uh, it was so disynchronized and the same the midfield itself between themselves uh, they were never able to you know find that rhythm that you would expect them to have when you play against generally against any side but definitely a side uh, a weaker side like Verona, uh, but I would say uh, I, I think it's too early to say whether he should be a starter. But I think he should definitely start against Milan because mm. he has one. Of, he's one of the players who have shown, you know, the, being one of the better players uh, despite the poor start to the season. He's at, at least able to uh, create something uh, and pose some type of danger uh, when we attack. And I think he's, he's, he's a clever player. He just needs to uh, get used to his teammates. Uh, I think the same goes for many of the other players. I, I agree. I thought it, it sort of gave Roma a bit of a spark when he came on. Was there for the goal when Belotti got absolutely mullered um, by, was it Montepo in goal? It was, yes. Uh, and then was there for the rebound. I think he's I think he's probably will build a relationship with with Pellegrini and Cristante slash Paredes in the midfield going forward. Uh, Jerry, what were your thoughts on Awa in the second half? I think he was probably Roma's, along with maybe Al Sharari in the, in or when the subset came on, was probably the brightest spark in the second half. Yeah, Awar certainly was. He's shown um, he's been a little better than most of his teammates in the first two games, and he came on, definitely made a spark for the team. Uh, ultimately, he got the goal, which was nice, but uh, again, they, they couldn't come back, and there was just too many poor performances around him especially, and we couldn't come back into the game. Uh, I think maybe if we kept Paredes too on, Scott, rather than mm. Cristante, which I think was a, not a great sub, um, maybe something could have happened. We were we were a lot more vertical first half. Uh, we kind of struggled that. Uh, but Awar came in. He uh, he picked up. Um, he picked up for more Paredes left off in terms of going vertically rather than side to side. It was a good spark, but again, not enough. And we need to see more from the players around them. 
I agree. I completely agree. Uh, Cristante, as I said earlier, should never have been playing further forward. Um, he's a bit... I think he's better defensively, um, but I think he struggled with a bit going forward because, for me, he struggles when people press him. Um, Verona pressed a little bit when they were trying to defend their, their goal lead, but... My next point was very worrying, is the defence. Both goals were shocking. I was re- as I re-watched uh, the parts of the game um, on Sunday morning, after my morning walk to my local shops. <laughs> um, but the, the defence for the both goals, they both got hit on the counter, and it was very worrying. There was, a, there was an overload on the right-hand side for the first goal, I think it was three versus five. And the second goal was just ridiculous. Through ball to Ngonj. And he showed um, Smalling onto the to the, to the right-hand side and just hit basically past Patricia with ease. But, um, Joey, I'll start with you first. The defence is a big worry at the start of the season, isn't it? Yes, it is, and there's no security behind them either with uh, Patricio. I think they've tried to play a little more aggressive uh, the first two games, and it's costing them. Uh, it's just costing them goals, uh, especially the Engonj goal. There was uh, no coverage at the back. I think Lorente was pushed up. Paredes slipped. Uh, Smalling tried to play an offside trap, just mistake after mistake, and even Patricio. Uh, I won't fully blame him for the second goal, but I, I think certain keepers can maybe save that shot if they're positionally a little better. And uh, just it's two games in a row where they just make mistakes. Smalling again, you know, he he kind of bid on a um, the fake by Ngonj and then left an opening, so it's second game kind of gets done by uh, an attacker or forward from you know, a team like Verona and Salernitana. So it's it's definitely worrying. And I think Mourinho back on the bench, he might revert to having them play a lower block because mm. they can't seem to um, keep up with the high pressure. They just, they just got between the defenders and uh, I'll say Cristante because you mentioned about him being pressed. They're just not athletic enough. When you look at someone like Hien, let's say, like, like that's uh yeah he made a mistake on the red card but that guy is athletic fast and he can recover it just seems like when we're playing aggressive our center backs and our defensive coverage just can't recover and this is a big loss in not having Matic anymore and well it shows yeah it's it's scary at times because it was a, a two or three times there was a third time in the in the second half where Roma would press and hide Dybala lost the ball high up on the pitch and then he tried to bring his man down went on a yellow card failed and then there was a a counter attack and uh, I think it was a a through ball to Ngonj and it was poorly timed Karsdorp was there to recover it was just like there's, there's worrying signs when they were like I think they were being a bit too aggressive. Um, Imran, what were your thoughts on the defensive performance? It's been worrying, um, and as Joey said, when Jose's back for Friday, will you see a revert to a lower defensive line? I don't think I don't think it it will make too much of a difference just because Marino will be back on the sideline because he's ultimately the one who's deciding everything. Mm. Despite not being on the touchline, he gives them the instructions 
even though he's uh, banned, I mean, through telecommunications, to put it like that. But I think, uh, for me, the worrying sign has been um, individual. Uh, I mean, I think it's been individual uh, in, in, in this time, because especially if you look at Chris Molling, uh he was very poor one-on-one against uh, Kandreva, uh, on their equalizer yeah, on uh, yeah. last week, uh, it, it was too easy to to to, uh, to dribble past him. And I will say the same yesterday. I mean, it was just a quick body feint, and he was he was gone. He was nowhere to be seen. Uh, that's I think last season Chris Molling would have blocked or intercepted both of those. Uh, I mean, he would have come out superior in both of those situations. Uh, and for him uh, to play like that uh, is a worrying sign. Of course, the defense will collapse because in those situations, that's where you need to be uh, solid. So I think it has been it has been a collective uh, uh, disappointment as well because the team has not functioned well as a unit. But on top of that, you have had individual mistakes uh, from, like Joey said, Repatricio, but then you have also individual mistakes in uh, uh, in defense and in both games, Chris Smalling. Uh, so, yeah, and the positioning has been questionable uh, in defense, um, uh, especially when you lose the ball. It's too easy to counterattack. So that is a lot. A lot needs to be worked on. I hope it's uh, it's because we're early in the season. We have a lot of new players. Hmm. You know, it, it can take time to adjust. But um, but going forward, it's it's. Uh, I see the same problems as last season and the previous years under Mourinho. I I still want to see a proper system. I want to see patterns in the way we attack i want to understand what we are trying to do you know three years on uh, all i see is the same as before you just push a lot of uh, attacking players on the pitch and hope for them to create something that will you know result to into a goal sometimes it happens all the time most of the time it doesn't it's just very frustrating and everything you know if you look at it everything still looks very labored so of course, we're going to speak about it, but Lukaku on, yeah, it will change a bit in attack in terms of quality, but I think the fundamental problem will still remain. I I do agree. And also, there's a worrying stat, I think, which you sent to the to our, to the, our WhatsApp group. Was it, is it two wins out of 14 in Serie A? Was it two wins out of 10? One out of ten, I think. One one out of ten, oh, out and of 10. it's two out of fourteen with the SPQR on the jersey. So oh that doesn't God. help either. Yeah, so was it the two wins at the end of last season in Serie A were Udinese on the 16th of April, um, Spezia on the last game of the season, and then in between that there were what losses to, was it Atalanta, draw against Milan, uh, draw against Monza, loss against Inter, draw against Bologna, loss against Fiorentina, uh, and then the Europa League. Draw against Salernitana? Salernitana, right? and then the second draw against Salernitana, 
And yeah. then, and oh, then, one win in the last 10 Serie A oh games. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, okay, uh, you can understand most of it because we were playing in the Europa, Europa League. League, yes. All, yeah. all focus uh, in the fans, so, you, you know, you can partly excuse that. But... Uh, uh, but it's it's an. I think right now we have a very good squad. If you look at the players, the quality they have, I think we. It happened quite late uh, with a lot of the signings, but I think now there's no excuses in terms of squad. This squad should be doing much better. You have quality players in midfield now. Uh, most of them are available. Uh, you have defenders uh, that should be able to perform much better. You have Ndika who, who you know, needs a bit of time to adjust. That's why Llorente has been playing. Mm. But, uh, uh, but shouldn't be excused. I mean, if you get Lukaku, I don't see any excuses for you know, throwing away uh, results like that and performing the way we did. should be no excuses. And at some point, at some point, Mourinho needs to come under pressure because for how long can you go on like this <laughs> without the manager... You know, being so immune to pressure and criticism because it um, seems like he's enjoying complete immunity um, irrespective of results. And I don't think it's fair uh, that it continues like this uh, with all uh, the players and the score that uh, this club has given him. At some, time, at, at some point, you need to be... Uh, you need to be uncountable. You know, keep mm. asking the question for uh, how you perform. And... It's very different from any other Roma coach that we'd had before. He's enjoying a very good relationship with the fans. I'm happy for that. I just wish that the fans were easier on many of the other coaches we had, but they weren't. So um, I at think some that's point, why. You... I think that's why, Imran. I think that's why there is a good relationship between the fans and him, and he's built a special bond. But I think other yeah, coaches... but you know. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's that's the reason for his immunity. But mm. for how long is it acceptable that you can go on like this without being responsible for the results? Agreed, agreed. You'll get the pitchforks after you when you said that, and I probably will in agreeing with that. But yeah, there is a there is a part where if there is poor form, there's been poor form for a little bit in Serie A. But as you said, that was because of the Europa League. They did throw all their eggs in that basket. But um, no one should be under for for criticism. Everyone should be immune to it because the mistakes are being yeah, made. Especially if Lukaku comes. I mean, imagine Lukaku come. He will he will be the biggest signing you know since Jacob Atistuta. He will be on that mm. level. If you look at the profile, his history. You know, just accumulation of his transfer fees. This is a really big signing. Uh, and uh, if he comes and we still struggle in attack, and we still play like that, it's very easy to blame on Lukaku. But ultimately, uh, you know, having tried uh, many different options for three years, at some point you have to start questioning the system. We... And I wanted, oh, I sorry. wanted to add from yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree partially. Like the, uh, the staff, you know, Mourinho and the coaches have to be held accountable if they don't pick up um, form. Look, I don't think anything will happen to Mourinho uh, this season, to be honest, but they, they definitely do need to be held a, a little bit accountable if uh, certain things go wrong. I, I strongly still feel, I know there's worries about Ronaldo Sanchez and his injury history and obviously Dybala. This is definitely a stronger team 
than we were maybe the last couple of years, especially if we get Lukaku, because I agree with Imran too. Lukaku um, is probably the best striker we had since we signed Jekko. And I'm talking early days of Jekko, not Jekko when he was, you know, in his first latter season. years with Roma. He started, yeah, his first, you know, his first two, three seasons. This is this is the biggest signing since at least then. And then after that, it's going back to uh, uh, Batistuta as a number nine. I mean, out of everybody we were linked to this summer, I'm talking about Morata, Scamacca, uh, Zapata, all these strikers, we actually ended up with probably the best one of them all in terms of history of what he's done for in the Premier League and what he's done in Italy. He tore up, he tore up Italy for two seasons, uh, winning under Conte. Maybe he's not the same, but he still had 21 uh, goal contributions last season, which being with being injured two to three months, that's more than any other player that's not named Dybala. So it's just to say that this guy still has it. And if we bring this quality, we definitely have to bring up Roma's game in Serie A. So Mourinho should be held some accountability if he can't improve on last season. Now, this also depends, you know, other teams, have they gotten better or worse? Uh, that's, that's obviously another talking point, but we should see our quality should be improving for this season if we can figure out how to play with the the new the new guys we have, I have some breaking news, and this is on Lukaku, and this is a good segue to talk about Romelu Lukaku. Matt Law, uh, Daily Telegraph football news correspondent, tweeted this seven minutes ago, and it's good news for Roma. Uh, Chelsea and Roma have now agreed a deal in principle for Romelu Lukaku, season-long loan. Roma will pay over five million. Uh, million pounds loan fee and Lukaku will earn about six million in wages just contracts to be now signed and everything to be made formal and I said I jokingly said to Imran yesterday are we going to get Lukaku or or are we going to get Lukaku which has been found to be seen (laughs) on 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 Inter's pitch at the San Siro a couple of times. There's a game against Shakhtar Donetsk that comes to mind where he blocked his own teammate's shot. And if that went in, Inter would have qualified for the, I think it was the the latter part of the, the last 16. I think when Conte was in charge. But this is a... I, I tweeted on the, the, the Le Magicast account when I was... I was a bit pissed off because Roma blew an, another transfer target. And I think Lukaku, this is probably like a last resort signing, I think, because he hasn't done any any proper pre-season training. He hasn't really featured at all for Chelsea in pre-season. He's on a, he's on a big wedge and he's, I think he's got three years left on his deal, which I learned today when watching Sky Sports News here in the UK. And I've gone to think about it. Mourinho could gets a tune out of him. He's done well in Italy in the past two years at Inter. Okay, the latter part of his last year uh, was really good after a poor first six months before the World Cup. But how do you guys feel about this? Joey, I'll start with you. I don't think this is a last resort, but we've gone through a lot of targets, haven't we? Skamaka, um... Marcus Leonardo, Baltran, who, who played well for Fiorentina yesterday, uh, Zapata, Alvaro Morata. I think the list will go on and on and on, but Roman finally looks like it have finally got their man. 
Yeah, it seems like it. I was reading the the tweet the same time as you, Scott. I, I put a, a big smile because, like I said, I fully believe he's the best one you can get out of everyone you're targeting. And I won't include Beltran and Leonardo. I mean, they're more unknown products. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the the more known, experienced players in Zapata, Morata, uh, Skemaka, and there might have been a couple other links. If it were me, if you asked me between the four out of everybody I mentioned, I'd probably, I'd say definitely Lukaku. What I've seen out of him, I have not seen out of Skamaka. And look at Skamaka's history. He had a poor season last season with West Ham and he was injured. So Lukaku was injured. I know he was playing through injuries. I know there was a lot of, lot of talks about him being injured the first two, three months of the season. Like he wasn't 100%. When he became 100%, you saw what he can do. He absolutely tore up the last two months of Serie A. Um, and it's something we don't see in a striker. And he probably fits Mourinho with his counter-attacking style and physical strength. I'm sure he would s- certainly suit, suit Mourinho. His only problem, and you're right, Scott, is he didn't have a proper preseason. It's going to take time, especially for a guy like him, to get into shape, being a, a bigger striker. That's always something like a, something you got to treat carefully. So, but uh, I certainly, I'm actually happy, excited, but also shocked that we got the best striker out of everybody we're linked to. I, again, what I've seen out of him, I, I can't say the same for Skamaka. And I'd rather pay his wage for one year than someone like Zapata, which was requesting about $3 million, but you had to pay him on three years. And he's already 32. Two, so yeah. you actually get someone younger. And he has less injuries. I mean, Skamaka had knee trouble. Zapata had... So many injuries the last two years. Lukaku's just been somewhat injured the first half of last season, but it's not a big injury history as opposed to the other two. And Murata, I'm sorry you you were never going to get. It's He actually costs more than Lukaku, and he seems to be more on the decline. I don't know if he's having the greatest start at, at, at Atletico either, and I'm not sure if he would suit our counter-attacking style game. But Lukaku, you pair him with someone like Dybala, I've... Uh, that's real. That's real quality. We're still gonna have other issues, but I'm I'm happy for the uh, for the signing, and I, I can't wait to see him uh, play for Roma. Morata might be playing for Atletico tonight. They're away at Rayo Vallecano. Imran, I'll come to you in a second. Have you seen an Instagram post by Alvaro Morata today? By a chance, by any of you two? No, I have not. All right, his two son, I think is it two sons? He's playing with his two sons. They're both in Roma kits. One of them kicks the ball straight in his face. So he's learned well from his dad's finishing. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't see that. So I'll send it to both of you. Um, Imran, thoughts on Lukaku? I did jokingly say we're going to get Lukaku or Lukaku. <laughs> Because I did see that on <laughs> Lukaku, not trending, but yeah, don't search that on Twitter. It's, actually, do search it if you want to have mm. some fun. But what are your thoughts on it? Really good time. By the way, on uh, Morata, his kids, I think they are Roma fans because of Dybala. He, he ah, sends yes, them yes, the Roma yes, shirts. Yes. Uh, it was some, something about that uh, last season too, I think. And I think... If I'm not wrong, it was number 21 last time he sent them the shirt. So it was... Ah, interesting. <laughs> but uh, Morat, uh, sorry, Morata, no. Uh, but Lukaku, uh, world-class signing uh, on paper. Uh, he's a player who's able to create danger on himself. Physically very strong, good in the box. 
pace, uh, good one-on-one. I mean, uh, for Roma to sign a player like him, uh, it's a bit like when we signed Dybala last season. They were both players who, if they were both fit and in their uh, ideal situation with their clubs, they would be playing on a much uh, higher level uh, compared to Roma, where we can uh, afford. Uh, so it's it's a really good signing. Uh, I think it will be really useful. It's a really good option to have an attack. He's a better attacker and better player than Abraham. Uh, but um, most likely we will only have him for one year. But uh, I think he will be. I think it will be very useful. I just wanted to add from what Imran's saying, it's a good point you brought up with Abraham. Abraham played all season last season, Scott and, and Imran, and he scored eight goals. Mm. Lukaku kind of not doing anything for half a season. He still put in 10 goals in Serie A. He still put in double digits. So Imran's right. It's a player we haven't seen in a long time. And if you guys remember, two of his goals I'll never forget was the the one in the derby where they won the Scudetto against Milan, where he just burst by a defender and he just rifled it low corner. And then the one against Asuolo where he just turned around and hit upper 90. That just shows the two... Uh, the two sort of uh, characteristics that we don't have in terms of the strength and in terms of that burst of speed with that that shot. I know he gets made fun of with the you know the memes, but I think he does that because he is such he is such a good player. But he has these sort of like ridiculously laughing moments. He's not a big game player. I, I that I tend to agree with with people. Like in when it comes to the big games, he tends to have one of those. Uh, those uh, those hiccup moments where it's just something to laugh at, where he blocks his teammate's shots, he misses a wide open get- net, but he'll he'll definitely be one to get you to certain places. That's where I hope Dybala and his experience will come in because he is a g- big game player. So having the both of them is it's certainly going to be exciting to watch. He'll be Lukaku will be what he was for me, like his first season at Inter, where he can play with his back to goal bounce off defenders and bring other players in. I am really excited now to see him and Dybala link up with Pellegrini and Awa and the two white guys in the wing-backs link up because that could be interesting to see. Um, I don't expect him to start against AC Milan on Friday. That might be a bit too soon. Would you both agree? Yes, I think he'll be on the bench though. If- yeah. He'll probably get into training tomorrow, I assume, and he'll have three days. Uh, and then I think he'll be—he'll certainly be on the bench. But Scott, you mentioned two um, wing backs, and this is something <laughs> with with you guys. This is this is one of our big problems with Patricio is he's going to need the service, and we don't have anybody that offers it. That's that's a big problem. I think Zaleski will be all right. Uh, uh, I hope he's a lot better after he got absolutely walloped by Duda and fair play to Duda for stopping the game on on Saturday. And it was very refreshing to see. But I think Zaleski will be okay. Christensen hasn't really impressed me so much. Uh, evidently, he has, he has been subbed off twice at half time. I do think there is a player there. Um, maybe it's just the environment he's been in. It's probably taking the time to to adapt to Italian football. But Zaleski and Karsdorp is your wing backs or Celic. It's not bad, but Zaleski's more 
Well, he's my Polish brethren, so I am, I am past Polish, so I have to look after it. Us, us Polish brothers have to stick together. Um, but uh, he he shows signs that he's, he's direct, and I like that. I think him getting service, I think the main, the ways that Lukaku will get service is through the middle. Yeah, it, it certainly can be. I mean, crosses do help in, in his case because he's good in the air as well, better than, I think he's even better than Dzeko. I don't think actually Dzeko was really great in the air. To be honest, I think he missed a lot, and I, th- I think he's been—he's going to be one of our best players in the air for a long time. Yeah, I don't even think Abraham was great in the air either. So um, I think that's another game we need to exploit. The problem is, is I think wingbacks. I think Zaleski will be okay. His his end product is always—it's very meh. It's just—it's a hit or miss. I, I like his aggressiveness, though. You're right; he's direct. I think the middle. The middle of the pitch is where he thrives the most. His transition's been great. It's been a lot better this season. It's just the final product. Just can't get there. And on the right, I, I don't know who'd cross him the ball. To be honest, Christensen hasn't shown much. And um, Karsdorp, I mean, same with him. And Chelik's not known for his offensive abilities. But again, you're right. I think Lukaku's, a lot of it's going to be worked through the middle. But we have the players behind him who can make those passes. I'm confident Dybala, Pellegrini, Awar, and Paredes for me, and even Cristante, they're all great at passing the ball, and especially a lot of them are good at long passes. So we're definitely have to work through the middle and exploit his uh, his strength and his strength and speed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Saturday, we also saw Sada Asman sign on loan from Bayer Leverkusen. I am going to go in more in depth on another podcast with a very special guest in the next few days. So we'll go a bit more in depth about Sardar Asman. But how do you both feel about this um, squad player? Yes. Uh, for yes. Me, a squad player, I think um, I think he he's going to be more of the um, Dybala-ish replacement, whereas Lukaku is going to be more Balotti. Balotti, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think as Moon and he's he's good at link up play, and um, that's something you're going to be missing when Balotti's uh, sorry when Dybala's on the field because someone like Balotti and Lukaku, I don't know if they'll work as well. Where as Moon can take a a few steps further back and uh, help the link up with the midfield and to whoever's playing, whether it's Balotti or Lukaku. So I think it's a pretty decent alternative. I hope it's the one we see from Zenit because the one we see from Zenit. Mm. He was a very good player, linking up. He was good at. He was really good at linking up, play, and also scoring. Um, he reminds me. He reminded me a bit of like Murata ish in terms of the link up play. Like he's good at dropping to uh, to get the come get the ball a little bit. Like and he's good at working with the midfields and the forwards. So he's definitely going to be the Dybala replacement. And with his signing, I definitely feel like we're sticking to the three five two because we barely have any ringers. Right, they're all mostly central players. And uh, I think it's a good depth signing. If he was the only one, which we've spoken about, then I would have been upset. But I guess their plan all along now was to get Asmoon and uh, get Lukaku as well. Yeah, Imran, what's your thoughts? Uh, just, um, what was it, fourth choice, maybe, striker, squad player, play maybe the old cup games? Yeah, I think for a squad player, it will be okay. I think it was an opportunity that presented itself and Thiago Pinto discussed it with Mourinho went for it. Mm. So 
yeah, it's a loan. It's a low risk operation. Um, I'm okay with it. Do you think it was probably two years too late? Because we could have got Asman in the summer of 2021, but we got the Uzbeki Messi, who's now probably going to tear it up at Sardinia. Yeah, I mean, they're very similar. Uh, both of them have a similar background mm. coming from Asian countries, having played in Russia. Uh, Asmoon was the better of the two, uh, if you look at the stats in Russia. Um, but yeah, we ended up with uh, Shumorodov, uh, who, who didn't work out. Uh, and um, now we're going for the other one. His twin. <laughs> His twin. Uh, yeah, well, I, I will briefly say that Asman's record at Zenit is just phenomenal. There was these like 45 goals in 71 games, and it did really well in Russia. Got the move to Germany, it didn't really work out. His national team record's quite good. But yeah, I am intrigued to what to see because me and Joe have been going on about this for about six to eight weeks. Roma have been linked with pretty much every striker in the in the world. And it's, nothing's come off. Um, Joey's now our Santos correspondent. He's waiting for Marcus, <laughs> Marcus Leonardo to come, hopefully in January. Well, I'm still waiting. You know, Imran, Imran Santos could get relegated at the moment. They're in poor form, so never know. Could get Marcus Leonardo in January because uh, I think Asman's going to be within, at the Asia Cup. In yeah, but I think he has some issues with the Iranian national yes, team. Yeah. The protest last year, so yes. I don't know how relevant that would be. I think one of the conditions... Uh, for him signing or convincing Roma was that he was not going to participate in the Asian Cup. So that was one of the reports, at least. So I don't know how uh, how true they are, but um, I don't think it will be big of a crisis if he leaves. But it looks like he will stay anyway. I agree with um, I agree with Imran. I saw that report as well. One of the conditions to come, and then I saw a conflicting one saying that he might go. So we'll only see. Um, during the uh, during the Asian Cup, but I don't think it'll be a big deal. I still say Scott, and I'm, I'm you brought it up now. I'm going to start mentioning it. I still say for an, we have to start slowly investing into the future, and investing in Leonardo is a good step because mm. all our forwards. We know Tammy's not going to be here next season. I'm pretty sure that's the case. All our forwards are going to be 30 years old and up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really an investment. We have to start looking into the future, whether it, you know, goal, goalie defense, obviously, and forwards, we got to start looking at some younger profiles and I hope they get this done in January for Leonardo. Fingers, fingers crossed. I don't know why I said fingers twice. Um, fingers crossed over that. Um, as I said earlier, I am going to be talking to someone and divulging more about, uh, Asman and his role in the national team and what he did in Russia later on in the week. We just did a quiet couple of minutes on him, but I'll be looking to speak. Uh, I will be speaking with someone and going a bit more in depth later on in the week. Um, guys, do you have anything else to add? Um, no, that's that's all for me for today. I, I don't know if we wanted to do a preview for Milan or wanted I, to just give our thoughts about it. But I have, I, I may have something in the works over that. Also, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll we'll keep it silent. But no, that that's all for me. Uh, it, 
just to say welcome back Imran thank you very much for coming back <laughs> thank you thank you for having me always um, actually before we go what's your guys thought on the opening two rounds of Serie A so far is it as to be expected um, for me no it's not expected a lot of the bigger teams are struggling I, I don't think there's a lot of players that are on good physical condition and I'm not so sure why they seem very laboured um, Roma obviously are one of them and even the other big teams Lazio uh, same with I'm sorry Juventus should have lost that game against Bologna that penalty. penalty yeah Di Bello is already suspended there's already talks about him being suspended it's, that's a clear red card in the penalty and I don't know how that's never called but anyways uh, it didn't it's take been, uh, no it didn't they waved away the they waved away the checks which was odd but overall <laughs> some of the bigger teams uh, it honestly Scott it's been unexpected for me they um, every big team besides uh, the Milans and uh, Napoli, mm. you know, there's good six, seven teams have already dropped points. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of a bit odd. Uh, I found it a little bit, sorry, to be a little bit more unexpected than expected. Really, the the results have been quite strange. I watched Fiorentina yesterday, and they threw it away. They were two 0 up and absolute cruise control, and they were they were playing wonderful football, and then they sort of panicked in the second half. Um, I'll probably watch the Inter game later. Uh, Imran, have you? I know you've probably been busy with work. Have you been watching much of the Serie A? No, I haven't watched too much. Actually, just kept an eye on the result, watched mm. some highlights. It was very hectic, but uh, yeah, probably more free and watch more games now. Do you reckon it's down to the weather? Like, I've, me personally, I've been to Rome to watch football in August. And I've seen people clamouring for the start of the season to be made in September. What like I can't imagine playing football in this sort of weather. It's ridiculous. I've watched two games in Rome in August and it was ridiculous. I was with Sterling and we watched Roma Monza last year and it was like 35, 36 degrees and that kickoff was at 9 o'clock at night. And it at uh, ten o'clock at night. Sorry, and it was ridiculously hot. It was stupid. It was it's unbearable at times. It's a it's a good thought of the weather. I always think they should, uh, especially too with the market, right? Because the market's open. I really think this game should just start after September. Mm. Um, market end, start the game. But it, uh, definitely weather is one of them. That's why you have the cooling break. But some of the smaller teams, Scott, have just been in better physical conditions. Uh, and some of the top teams, it just like Lazio yesterday, they were very, very, very slow and labored. Uh, I know, like, it, like they were, they ran out of ideas. I don't know if they were just, they were just tired or mentally unfocused. Like Imran obviously talks where Roma struggles just tactically and using patterns. If you watch Lazio yesterday, Sari's all about this. They had zero ideas. Like they could have played. I can't tell you how long, and I don't feel like they would have scored a goal. They just. It was just, uh, it just they they seemed mentally exhausted, and it could be due to weather. It could be the over amount of games. Uh, I don't know if uh, uh, if you guys saw about what Varane was talking about about how many yeah, how, how many, many games being being played. Yeah, so I think it's a, it's just a accumulation over s- such a long period, and um, it's going to be like this now. Even the extra time is, which I sort of agree with, but maybe it'll, it'll stop people from wasting time. But even extra time is adding more minutes to games now. We're seeing uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes of extra time being added for games, and I don't think that plus the weather. 
I don't think that helps uh, any team whatsoever. I've watched three games this season. I watched actually three games on TV and one live. I had 99 minutes on on Saturday. There was nine minutes of added time. That was for f- 10 subs and five goals. And there was a six goal added in, in the last minute. I've watched two La Liga games where 102, 103 minutes. And the Roma game on Saturday was that 103 minutes. It was 10 minutes of added time. Then it was made into 13. I think, you, as Joey said, I think you'll be seeing that a lot more. Yes, but it it is um, it could be a problem, but it's it also merited too, Scott. Like the like the the hundred and third minute we saw of Roma, it's actually true. I actually messaged you during the game, Scott. I, mm. I said after the hundred minutes, there should be another two three minutes mm. because there was a stop in extra time, and you add the that's the, this is partly on the players and also on the referees. There was a VAR check which is a clear red card to Hien, but it took four minutes to check that. And then there's the uh, head injury, obviously, of Zaleski, which obviously no one can uh, no one can stop from happening. But things like the VAR checks and referees, if they can cut down on, you know, having to always check for VAR for so long and just make, you know, being able to make the right call, I think you'll see less of this. But no, it's, it's, it's going to be a problem. I, I agree with the time because it's the time that should be allowed to players, but... Um, a lot of these, res- you'll have a lot of unexpected results if things like this continue. I'm just waiting for the, like, see, 20 minutes added on, but I think I'll be waiting for a long, long time for that. And yeah, I've listened to podcasts about it over here in the UK, and there's been a lot of clamor, excuse me, and um, a lot of problems in the lower leagues about it because there's, like, I, uh, I've been to two two games a season I saw a six and a nine so that's what 15 minutes plus like three or four minutes added on in the first half yeah it's uh, it's a talk it's a talking point but yeah um I think we probably wrap this up we've been going on 50 minutes um guys you can uh follow us at lemagicast.com you can find us on all uh, on all our previous episodes, the backlog of the, the catalog on the website. You can find us on all podcast platforms, so Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc., etc. Uh, welcome back, the Doctor Imran. Thank you for joining us, and Joey. Thank you once again for joining. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back. I'll be back Friday, hopefully, uh, maybe even earlier in the week to do a Roma Milan preview and to talk about a certain Iranian striker. Uh, we'll probably be back next week to talk about the Roma Milan game and enjoy the rest of your week. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.